From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hi, folks. Welcome aboard. It's four minutes uh, past the hour of 9 p.m. on Tuesday here on the East Coast of the United States. You know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to the uh, Steve Malsberg Show. Um, we have uh, a couple of items breaking uh, as we take to the uh, to the air. One we'll discuss with our guest Dick Morris in a second. Well, maybe we'll touch on both. But um, the Israeli cabinet has just approved a ceasefire with uh, Hamas. And basically the gist of it is, is that Hamas will release 10 women and children per day that they kidnapped, took hostage. Uh, and for every day that that occurs, Israel will cease uh, uh, cease fire. They will not uh, conduct uh, uh, the war, uh, provided that that continues. Uh, in return, they also have to release three, uh, I guess, 30 a day, 30 women and what the media calls children from Israeli prisons, uh, children being 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, who, according to reports I've seen, have either stabbed police or soldiers or tried to or thrown Molotov cocktails at soldiers, that kind of thing. So they're far from children being held in prison. They were convicted of crimes. Um, anyway, um, so that's the story. Three to one, 10 a day released by Hamas, women and children. They have 50 of them, supposedly. And if, uh, if Israel says that if Hamas could keep releasing 10 a day beyond the 50, beyond the five days, then they will continue the ceasefire. But they do stress that they will resume the war once they're finished with the hostage uh, release and exchange. So that's where we are uh, on that matter. And we'll keep you posted if uh, anything else certainly uh, were to break during the show. Now, let's get to our guest. We welcome back to the show. I'm very happy to say the one and the only. He really needs no introduction, but I'll certainly give him one anyway. Dick Morris, New York Times bestselling author, political consultant, um, and his latest book, Corrupt, the inside story of Biden's dark money. Dick, welcome back, sir. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here. So much to talk about as it relates to Biden and, of course, to Trump and the race. And we've had some really vicious attacks, if you could if you could call They've always been vicious attacks over the last eight years on Trump, but in the past few days, it's just gotten worse and worse. But you, you, you were telling me about some news out of Georgia as it relates to uh, one of the cases. Why don't you uh, fill us in? Yeah, this is enormous. Uh, there's a there was a, a group that is protesting the elections of 2020 and demanding that there be a re an audit of the results, and uh, the uh, state of Georgia. Uh, moved to dismiss the complaint on the grounds that it was a, par a paranoid conspiracy theory. And the U.S. District Court judge, Amy Totenberg, ruled that there was enough evidence of that fraud to go to trial. And she said, these are not conspiracy theorists. These are experts in computers and in uh, telecommunications who have decided and found that there is a tremendous potential for fraud in the voting systems. I don't know if she has found that there was fraud. It didn't go into that detail, but it did say that there certainly could have been fraud and that the systems were hackable and vulnerable. 
this is an enormous breakthrough. Uh, it, it, it really shows that that Trump was not just blowing smoke the whole time, uh, but that this is really a serious matter. And Totenberg, by the way, had just had issued a ruling before the 2020 election warning that the system was hackable and warning not to use it in the 2020 election. And her warnings were disregarded. Let me ask you a question. Do you have confidence in in 2024? Forget the elections we just had and all that. Do you have confidence anymore going forward to 2024? Let's talk specifically about that, that there will not be significant election fraud, whatever it is, ballot stuffing, early ballots, double, triple voting, voting machines, whatever. Do you have confidence that that we could say that's in the past? That's not going to happen. The results that we see on the day or two after 2024's presidential election are going to be legitimate. Do you have confidence to say that? No, I don't. I think the Democrats will cheat and they'll do everything they can to cheat. And I don't think the measures that we're taking to stop them will be sufficiently effective to stop cheating. But I do believe, Steve, that Trump's margin of victory will be such that the cheating cannot make a difference. Uh, you can steal half a point or a point, but you can't steal five points. And Trump has has manifest in the polling very significant leads in the swing states of at least three points in every one. And you can't steal three points of the votes too damn much. We're, we're, having said that, and I agree with that, basically, but we're, we're a year out, uh, Dick. Do you see, I mean, the trials that have yet to be yet to come? The verdict in the civil trial, which is, is a civil trial. And, and believe me, I, I can't fathom that this judge is, was able to, to and, and, and Letitia James were able to pull this whole thing off. Nonetheless, if he's found guilty, which he probably will be, that's all the that's the only word people hear. And I know that court case after court case, indictment after indictment, I should say his numbers went up. Um, but do you think when push comes to shove, if he's found guilty, if he's sentenced to jail, do you think that he could still win against, I don't care who it is, Biden, Newsom, Obama, Michelle, or whoever? Absolutely, he can and he will. Uh, first, the civil court, he won't be found guilty, he'll be found liable. And that's going to be reversed on appeal. Every lawyer you talk to says this case is just baloney. Uh, the banks didn't complain. The buyers didn't complain. The only complaint was by a politically ambitious attorney general who tried to build a case out of it. It'll be tossed. Now, the, the other trials, the criminal trials, I do not know what the verdict is going to be. And it could be guilty, could be innocent. Uh, it could involve sentences, fines. It could even involve jail time. None of that is going to stop Donald Trump from being elected. In fact, it will fuel his voting. Because the voters of this country, at least 60% of them, have decided, and my polling indicates this, that these are politically motivated, totally fraudulent prosecutions brought with the sole purpose of keeping Donald Trump out of office. And the proof of it is that the Trump lawyers have said repeatedly, don't try these cases before the election because there'll be a heavily prejudicial effect. And everybody concedes that it would be prejudicial. And everybody concedes that the case could be brought after the election without doing any violence to the case. The witnesses aren't fleeing the jurisdiction. The evidence is disappearing. But they're not going to postpone it precisely because they brought these cases to try to 
to get Trump to lose the election. Dick, I want you to hear um, something uh, that came out of the mouth of Dan Goldman, the uh, uh, Democratic congressman from New York, who's um, speaking to Jen Psaki over the weekend on MSNBC. Uh, let's listen to, to 229. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric now. And his recent true social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to op- work in government. And um, it is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Now, he he went ahead. First of all, let me say that Dan Goldberg this past weekend, that congressman, even though he's Jewish, uh, basically made pro-Palestinian comments uh, where he basically equated the Israeli and Palestinian case effectively saying that there's merit on both sides. So uh, I'm not interested in what he has to say. The answer to all of these that what Trump will do is that he's been president. He was president for four years and none of this happened. There were no concentration camps. There was no national ban on abortion. There was no lynching of public officials. There was none of that. And he's been president for four years. Now, you can pull these scare tactics on someone that's never been elected or is only in lower office, but you can't do it with the guy who served as president. Right. And and, and I just want to point out, I was going to say that he did apologize after pushback uh, on X, uh, said it was a poor choice of words. He just he wishes him no harm. He just doesn't think he should be president, which isn't good enough for me. And of course, I was going to also tell you, but you I, I, you seem to know this already, obviously, um, that you got Joe Scarborough uh, this morning talking about how Donald Trump is going. If he's president, he's going to execute people. He's going to lock up people and execute whoever he could get away with executing. Now, these people, like I said, for eight years, we've heard the attacks, the vicious attacks. He's Hitler. He's everything. Now we get we're stooping to this. Uh, he should be eliminated. He's going to kill people. I mean, what 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 do you attribute this to? Is it the and let's segue into Biden. Is it the polling that shows Biden's in trouble? Is it some attempt to, I, I don't know, you tell me. Well, it's two factors. First of all, Biden is, the deeper trouble Biden gets in, the lower his poll numbers go, the higher Trump's margin goes, and it's really broken loose now. Biden's in free fall. The more panic the Democrats get and the more hysterical their charges become. The only thing that's going to be executed is Trump's executive orders, to get rid of a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the point is that uh, he did not do any of this when he was president. And to assume that he'll be do it now is insane. Uh, and it's a deliberate scare tactic that bears no relation to reality. There is one other point. The, the world is closing in on Joe Biden for his bribes that he received from the Chinese. My book, Corrupt, The Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money, not only documents the payoffs that he received in great detail, I take you on a world tour of Joe Biden's world where he sent his family to Ukraine, Russia, Moscow, uh, Uzbekistan, Karak, Kazakhstan, uh, uh, Czech Republic, uh, and Ukraine, and Costa Rica. 
and the bribes that he received, his, his family received, which we're going to increasingly learn went to him in these. And that will undoubtedly lead to his impeachment, not his removal, but to his defeat. And as the world closes in on Joe Biden, uh, the response becomes increasingly hysterical. Yeah, I, and we're and we're talking to Dick Morris, who, as he just said, his book is "Corrupt: The Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money." And 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 Dick, um, do, do you think when push comes, well, first let me ask you, Kevin McCarthy the other day on Sunday on Fox told Maria Bartiromo that they're closing in on a uh, an official impeachment inquiry. I said yesterday that at this point, I I don't know that it it's going to make any difference. Um, you know, the media is going to slant it their way and people have so much else going on. And there's the Trump trials and all that. Do, so let me ask you two questions. A, do you think that if he were to be impeached by the House, it would make a difference? And B, do you think he's going to be around? I mean, isn't it possible he comes back after the holidays and the new year and says, you know, I talked it over with my family and blah, 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 and and wow. hands it off or waits until the convention. So they have to draft somebody like Michelle or whoever they want to draft. So what, what do you think of those two? Uh, the impeachment, will it matter if he stays and will he stay? The impeachment is simple. Yes, it will matter. Not that he was impeached or that Trump was indicted. What will matter is that when you crack open the Trump case and the Biden case, in the Trump case, you find nothing offensive. There's nothing he did that's wrong. It's not a crime to try to win an election. It's not a crime to say that it was stolen from you. Not a crime to say that it ought to be audited. Not a crime to say that there was fraud, particularly now when a judge has ordered a trial about that. But when the Biden stuff is cracked open, people are going to be appalled not only by the millions of bribes Biden received, but in my book, I list 20 specific decisions that Biden has made as president that helped China and hurt America. And those, I think, are the quid pro quo for these bribes. They include the failure to investigate COVID's origins and to get fixed blame justifiably on the Chinese, China attempting to topple the dollar as the global currency with no pushback from Biden, uh, China opening bases in Cuba that almost brought us into a nuclear war with Russia under Kennedy. China sending China sending 345,000 exchange students to the U.S. that Biden's letting in. And when Trump set up an office in the FBI to investigate them to determine if there was espionage, Biden closed it, claiming that this was racial profiling. Yep. Uh, China's going around the world, signing deals with third world countries giving their dictators money, dictator pockets it as a loan. The, they can't repay the loan, the people. And uh, China forecloses and seizes remaining rare earth minerals in uranium. It's a plot to expand their rare earth mineral base because of electric batteries and stuff. And Biden's doing nothing about any of that stuff. And there are 20 other examples. And I think that as that comes out in his impeachment trial, it's going to really destroy not just his ratings, but his reputation for all time. Now, on your second question, uh, I think there are three possibilities. I think the uh, least likely, well, it's sort of the most likely. The most likely, I think, is that Biden runs, wins a lot of delegates, and then releases them at the convention. He doesn't want to release them early because he doesn't want a Democratic primary 
that will expose how radical the nominees are, particularly if it's uh, Michelle Obama or Newsom. But so what he's going to try to do is have it happen at the convention so we can spring it on the country. I think the second most likely is that he runs in these primaries against Dean Phillips, the Democratic candidate against him, who says, I like Joe Biden. I think he's been a good president, but he obviously can't serve a second term. And I will do that. And I think that he'll have a lot of credibility, particularly in New Hampshire, where Biden does not appear on the ballot and has to run as a write-in. I think that Phillips beats him in those early primaries, he'll be forced out of the race. I think the least likely thing is that somebody over the next 40 days declares his candidacy while the filing deadlines have not lapsed and then runs against straight up. Right. Let me ask you one more back to Trump's side. Um, More. Well, not more and more. Um, Maggie Haberman. And to me, Maggie Haberman, I don't know what your relationship, if any, is with her. But, you know, she'll say things like, oh, Trump's really worried about this case. And I'm like, whoa, really? You think he's worried? I mean, oh, the big headline. Maggie Haberman says Trump's worried. So to me, she's she's a good journalist, but she's. You get it. No, no, no. I'm just making that up. But what I want to ask you about is Tucker Carlson. Is there any way on the face of the earth that that Trump picks Tucker Carlson to be his running mate? I've been advising him against it because uh, Tucker Carlson has been on the air for what, a dozen years and a daily show. So there are probably 10,000 quotes of Tucker Carlson on all kinds of subjects over all kinds of days in all kinds of different circumstances. And every one of them is going to be dug up and he'll spend the whole campaign totally on the defensive. You need to run against somebody that doesn't have that kind of a record. I've recommended two people to President Trump in my frequent talks with him. One is Sarah Huckabee and the other is Carrie Lake. Wow, that's very interesting. And and on Tucker, I agree with you. And I got to tell you, he's disappointed me a lot because some, you know, when he had Kanye West, when he taped a Kanye West interview, he withheld Kanye West's anti-Semitic remarks and they they got leaked out. They got brought you know, They got put online. And even after they got put online, he never addressed the fact that he hid them or why he hid them or anything. And he's been with Candace. Oh, go ahead. And you put somebody like that on the ticket, he'll spend his whole campaign explaining himself away. Right. Yeah. Big. That'd be a big mistake. I agree with you. One hundred ten percent. Dick. Always great, folks. Um, get the book. Tell the folks the easiest way to get corrupt. The inside story of Biden's dark money, Dick. Amazon. Most bookstores are not carrying the book because it's too poor Trump. But uh, go to Amazon and buy it. And uh, they'll send you a paper copy, actually. Uh, not just the ebook, but you'll, you'll get the whole story about what Biden did. And more importantly, the consequences for the U.S. What did he do that hurt us and helped China? Yep. So much in there. Dick, thank you so much for spending time with us again. I really appreciate it. Stay well, my friend. I will. You take care. Okay. Dick Morris, ladies and gentlemen. Again, the book, Corrupt, the inside story of Biden's dark money. All right. um, Before we go to break, I just um, I want to give uh, my opinion (laughs) for what it's worth on the deal, uh, the reported deal between uh, Israel and and, and Hamas, Um, you can't, look, I I understand. I understand these people have babies that were kidnapped. There's babies 
Understand that babies were taken hostage and still held hostage. Um, by the way, I never heard the UN demand that the hostages be released or that they be seen by the Red Cross or anything, anything. Okay. But as heartbreaking as it is, and as cold as this sounds, and if I were in their position to, with a loved one being held, I'd probably say something different. But just as I don't think the United States should negotiate with terrorists, especially giving them either money or whatever they want in return for hostages that they took, you can't give you can't stop a war now and 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 cut a deal with these terrorists, these Nazis who did what they did on October 7th. And they could, oh, well, we'll give you. Yeah, we'll give you your women and children back. Here's um. Here's uh, here's the, the 10 of them. You give us 30 people who were in prison in Israel for 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 committing crimes. I, I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. You can't do it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when they kidnap more people and take them hostage? Let them rule how you fight a war. Let them rule how it ends. It's just sick. It's sick. It's twisted. And I know people will say that it, it's heartless what I'm saying, but you can't. Let me give you an example. Let me give you a, a great, terrible example. OK, and unfortunately, to some extent, it, it, it's who Israel is. It's who the Jewish people are. OK, because I don't know many others who would do this. But it's not working to their advantage. And I'll tell you, get a load of this one. Do you remember 2011, October 2011? The Israelis released 1,027 Palestinian prisoners. 1,027 for one Israeli soldier. One Israeli soldier, got the numbers right, 1,027, yes. For Gilad Shalit, the soldier, one. One of those released is believed to be the mastermind of the Nazi attack on October 7th. I don't know how many others who were released joined Hamas, joined Hezbollah. Who the hell knows? You can't do that. You have a country with people. And if you don't wipe out Hamas, if you don't bring them to their knees, you can't live on the other side of the Gaza border anymore. You can't have a country. The people who you're going to get released, the babies will grow up in a country that's not safe. It's a tough decision. I admire anybody in that war cabinet who voted no. And I understand those who voted yes. But it's wrong. It's just wrong. And you know how this is going to be spun. You know how it's going to be spun. First of all, now you got the IDF sitting in Gaza for four or five days, maybe more, doing what? Nothing? I, 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 I'm not a military expert, but it's not conducive to the military mission. I know there were two missions, get the hostages, and, and we don't even know if they're alive or dead. And Hamas claims that they don't know where most of them are. The Islamic Jihad has some. This group has some. They don't know where they are. 
What are we going to negotiate now with Islamic Jihad too? Give them something? It, you can't be in the middle of a war like this, which, by the way, they're still fighting right now. Because this isn't happening until at least Thursday or beyond, from what I've heard. How do you negotiate with terrorists? How do you give in to terrorists? If those hostages were to be killed in battle, in the tunnels, in any way, it wouldn't be Israel's fault. It would be Hamas's fault who took the babies and the elderly and the women. The ones they didn't rape and kill and chop heads or and, and burn alive in ovens. They gave these people a break. I just don't get how you do it. I Again, 1,027 Palestinian prisoners for one Israeli soldier. That's who Israel is. And I'm sorry. It backfired. And this is going to backfire somehow, too. That's my feeling. So there you go. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to. The left's attack on Trump, as like I said to Dick, as bad as it's been for eight years, it's over the top now. <laughs> How can it be? They've already called him Hitler. You'll see when we come back, Steve Malsberg, uh, right here on TO TNT Radio Vision. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. So I didn't think I'd survive. But I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed, and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today. If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. Here's a bushfire fact. Bushfires can occur without warning. So if you're traveling during bushfire season, here are three simple steps to remember. One, check the fire danger rating before you go. The higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions. It may be safer to replan your trip. Two, think about the area you're going to and what you would do if a fire started. How would you escape the area if you needed to? And where would you go? Check if there's a neighborhood safer place. Three, it's dangerous to drive through smoke or fire. If you can't find a way to avoid the fire, park in a cleared area, face the car towards the fire and turn the engine off. Then lie on the floor and cover yourself to protect yourself from radiant heat. Live bushfire ready. For more helpful tips, visit myfireplan.com.au today. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. All right, folks, welcome back. Steve Malsberg with you. So let's get to uh, some of the uh, 
very recent media attacks uh, and, and attacks on Trump from the left. You heard um, Dan Goldman from New York, the congressman with uh, with Jen Psaki on MSNBC. We played that for Dick Morris uh, saying that Trump has to be eliminated. And then uh, he apologized uh, a day later or so on X. Um, but Joe Scarborough, whose brother-in-law, everybody, you, if you listen to me or watch me for his brother-in-law, Mika's brother, works for Joe Biden. He's the ambassador to Poland. OK, there should always be a disclaimer. Every time they open their mouths about Joe Biden, Joe Biden employs members of the Scarborough Mika family. OK, think that matters. It might. It's certainly worth a mention. They don't mention it. OK, so here's Scarborough. Basically, just going crazy. And, the, and Al Sharpton is sitting there, too. Uh, don't ask. Uh, just going crazy. Going crazy over Trump. Crazier than usual. Here's cut 220. If you want to be fair, if you want to be fair, then you will frame this uh, as uh, Joe Biden being the candidate that supports American democracy and Donald Trump, a candidate who supports a new form of government here that's authoritarian. It's really that simple. And by the way, Reverend Al, when people go, oh, you can't compare him to past Nazi leaders. You can't compare him to this past Nazi leader or that past fascist leader because he hasn't done that. Well, what hasn't he done? He hasn't done the things that the American judicial system did not allow him to do last time, but may very well allow him to do this time or system that will be ignored by Donald Trump and ran over by Donald Trump to create the greatest constitutional crisis of our lifetime. <laughs> I mean, look, folks, and you ain't heard nothing yet. There's another cut to come. Um, I, I, I guess the purpose is, and I tried to you know, ascertain this with Dick, um, Biden's way behind in the, you know, he's behind in all the polls. His approval ratings in the toilet. Trump's the, is going to be the nominee. And they're starting, you know, again, what else could Joe and Mika say about Donald Trump that they haven't said over the since since Trump? Don't forget, I uh, reportedly, I believe they had asked Trump when he was announced for president or was running to perform his wedding. And he couldn't or he did. I know he didn't, but he couldn't or he wouldn't, whatever. And then to me, it seemed like that was about the time that, whoop, everything switched. Now, so 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 as long as they've been bashing him for as many years as they've been bashing him and the media and the left, what could they possibly say about him? What could they possibly say about Donald Trump now that they haven't said, well, they're coming up with stuff. Here's cut 221. Just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he won't do it when he gets a chance to do it. He's and if he is well. voted into office, then a lot of these people that are talking about literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying, you're gonna look like idiots uh, because he will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Uh, j just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. The only, again, the only thing that stood between him and the destruction of American democracy 
was the federal judiciary. He will execute, execute and imprison anyone that he can. This is this is a new this is a new level. You could call somebody Hitler, Mussolini, anti-Semite, whatever they want to call this guy, the guy with Jewish grandchildren, a Jewish son-in-law, a Jewish daughter. Yeah, he's a big anti-Semite. He's really Hitler. He helped Israel. He came up with the Abraham Accords. He recognized um, uh, the Golan Heights of the sovereignty of Israel, uh, put the embassy in Jerusalem. Big anti-Semite, right? Um, and now the new level is he's going to execute people. That he that anyone he wants to that he can get away with executing, okay? Just look at his past. That's what brain surgeon Joe Scarborough said. Just look at his past. Like Dick Morris said, he's been president. Who did he execute? Who did he imprison? When in fact, it's the Biden administration who's trying to put Trump in prison can't make it up. Does it matter that Scarborough's brother-in-law and little Mika's brother work for Joe Biden? I don't know. You'd have to ask them. Okay, let's move on to the view. I know what you're saying to those of you who have uh, followed me on this uh, on on, on TNT regularly. You're saying, where have they been? Where's the sound bites from the view? We miss them, man. I've heard you. I've read your thoughts. I felt your whatever, so <laughs> the, your aura. I don't know. So I, I got you some good ones here. This is just, please. Um, here they are. This is um, Alyssa Farah Griffin is in this cut. Joy Behar, the dumbest woman uh, on uh, t- television. Um, although there are people climbing up the ladder, getting very close to her. Here is cut two twenty. As part of the Trump base, that there is in unquestionably racism, yeah. but 40 million people voted for him. I'm not convinced that many Americans are racist. I, don't, no, I know people who voted no. for him who I know no. are not, but I think they've been lied to. But the lying is continuous and unabating. Now he's got this osteopath saying that he's in perfect health. <laughs> yes. He's a yeah. ra- he, the guy is a rambling, sweating clown. Yeah. He's, and he's forced into a girdle and golf pants. Yes. And then, and, and they're saying that that is the pinnacle of health. And what is, what does illness look like? <laughs> and by the way, this other one, this Johnson person who was now Mike the speaker Mike of the Johnson House, he goes around, I just saw him on, on, the, on the TV, saying that um, he had a phenomenal first term, Trump, he goes. His first two terms, as you all know, we brought about the greatest economic numbers in the history of the world. And that's, it turns out that he inherited a booming economy from Obama, yeah. which he then drove into the ground during the COVID crisis. Yes, he did. I, 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 there, there's so much there that I, I can't even, uh, she, she saw Mike Johnson on the TV, the TV. Who, who, who says that someone who works in television says, I saw him on the TV, <laughs> you know, that contraption. Oh my God. I can't. Um, so the Donald Trump before COVID, this economy was booming. Unemployment record lows, 50, 60 year record lows for every demographic, okay, that you can imagine. Everything was great. Record low interest rates, everything. 
and jobs, like I said, unemployment. And, and, and so he drove the economy into the ground once COVID hit. Really? What was he supposed to do, brain surgeon Joy Behar? Did anybody on the TV explain that to you? COVID hit. Companies closed. People lost their jobs. They had to pass, uh, a government had to pass an act to, to, to help keep people afloat, to give them money, businesses, whatever. The whole economy collapsed. Trump did it? Trump did it? You can't. You can't. Again, they'll say anything, anything. And we're not finished yet. So um, <laughs> on the TV. Uh, so that was 225. 226, you're going to have Alyssa. Um, let's see. who do, Who's in 226? More Joy Behar on this cut. Here's cut 226. So this, this enabling Johnson, who I cannot stand him, He's like a right-wing religious zealot who wants the whole country they didn't to be do Christian. Research on him. The country is not all Christians, okay? What's his first name? Mike. Mike. <laughs> so, <laughs> the other thing is, though, that these I don't know why these other Republican candidates aren't immediately endorsing someone else. Because it may not move the needle, but at least you're spending a currency that's in your pocket. Because the fact that none of these people are coming out boldly and strongly and putting their votes and their people behind one of the other candidates, I know the polling looks bleak. But when Donald Trump says things like, let's stop, you know, let's just jump to the end, just like you said, he doesn't even know the he RNC doesn't, doesn't pay for the debates. I don't think he realizes, and only that makes sense in the mind of a Donald Trump, that you could ever do that. We have, we don't even have the first primary until uh, caucus until January 15th mm -hmm. in Iowa. There's time. We have watched in the last several months how fast things change. Let's give everyone a beat to know them. That's Sarah. Don't you love Joy? Uh, I guess no one on the TV told her Mike Johnson's first name is Mike. <laughs> very tough name to remember mike johnson how am i ever going to remember that it's so so tough oh my god are right, there's more there's more more so here we go with more um, more sarah haynes uh, i think whoopi might uh, come in at the end here not sure but uh, we'll go to 227 we have known Donald Trump since the 80s when he was an awful real estate person, then The Apprentice, and then a really bad president. And But now all we hear about is the indictments. He has the microphone. Everyone knows who he is. We need to keep putting other people forward to give them alternatives. I don't believe that when people get pulled, they, I, I heard, I read an article that said a lot of times they just vent about what makes them unhappy. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily lead to a vote in the booth. Not a Let single it vote play out. Yes. yes. And that's well, the part the that's the I also want to point out the fact that that is not how we work as government. Right. We are, we're not a dictatorship. You can't say, yes. oh, it's me, so yes. you can't decide it's you. Mm -hmm. The people have to decide it's you. They, they're not going, they're not going to let you do that. And these are, it's important to know that just because you want it to happen, it doesn't happen that way. We have checks and balances, which has kept you in line. That's what's kept us to from gone, going you're over. You're not always going to get what side. you want. No, you're not. I, I, I don't. I just. I, I can't comment. I can't give an analysis because I don't know what the hell she's talking about. What he's declaring himself president? Is that what you're afraid of? That he's just going to declare himself president? Doesn't work that way. We. That's why we have elections. I. I, I don't. I. I don't even know what she's talking about. And checks and balances. Checks and balances. To keep Trump in line? I'm sorry. Didn't the Supreme Court say that 
Biden had no right to forgive student loans. <laughs> I'm sorry. Didn't the Supreme Court say that his EPA went too far in many respects? I'm sorry. There are there are so many cases that where Biden has been taken to task. And of course, the uh, the uh, using race in college admissions. And so Biden then says, well, here, here you could use race this way. No, you can't. Now someone's going to have to take that case all the way to the Supreme Court. But checks and balances. Biden just got checked really good recently. Do they not remember? It's it, again, and I don't know what Whoopi's talking about. Yeah, but she throws that. That's not how our government works. Checks and balances. You can't declare yourself president. Nonspecific talking point drivel that she probably read in the back in the conference room before the show. And that's what stuck in her mind. Or she has it underlined on a piece of paper in front of her and she spews it out. It's kind of like Joe Biden. But Joe Biden reads the whole index card, you know, because he's told to. Yes, he's told to. All right. Uh, let's finish up. The view of the view. Yeah, I like that. The view. Hey, time now for the view of the view. I like that. Somebody write that down. Uh, here, <laughs> here is um, more whoopee because we all need more whoopee. Uh, cut 228. Well, listen, if he, if he, he gets reelected, he we deserve what we get. Yeah. We, if we, I'm yes, not we, for him. Don't if put we, listen, if we put him back in, <laughs> yeah. if we put him, if he gets back this in, country, yeah. we deserve what we got because it meant that we were not loud enough or strong enough or that a constitution wasn't strong enough to keep this bozo out. Yeah, I know. Well, you it's have evil. things working against uh, the, the good. Yeah. I and mean, the whole world is getting a little weird. I mean, they just put a fascist into in Argentina. Yeah. Of course, Argentina. Argentina, don't cry for me, Argentina, has never been the pinnacle of democracy. But you have it in Hungary, you have it now in Argentina, yeah. you have it in different places in the world. For, even in Italy, our beloved Italy mm -hmm. has this sort of a right-wing Georgia Maloney running mm -hmm. the country mm -hmm. and taking it out on gays and trans people yeah. and just acting like a real fascist. She's a Mussolini supporter. Mm -hmm. I worry about this country very, very much. I feel yeah. like we're in a lot of trouble here. We are in a lot of trouble here. We are in a lot of trouble here, which is one reason we need Donald Trump, because we are in a lot of trouble here. And um, th th there was a cut I wanted to play. I'll play it for you hopefully tomorrow um, of Donald Trump saying some of what he would do if he were elected president. And you know what? You don't like it. Don't vote for him. But he has the nerve and the chutzpah to say what other people will ne never say or never go near. And uh, good for him. Good for him. All right. So we're going to take a break. And um, when we come back, because we have one final segment left in the hour, we will continue. No more view of the view, but other goodies right here. Steve Malsberg uh, on TNT Radio Vision. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Who says legislation isn't a contact sport? We nearly came to blows today in the United States Senate as Senator Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma squared off against Sean Butterbean O'Brien, the general president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. O'Brien had been very critical of Mullen on X, tweeting, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Just a clown and a fraud, always has been, always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me, any place, any time, cowboy. Mark Wayne Mullen read that tweet and said, here is a place, now is a time you want to go? And Butterbean said, let's go. Cooler heads like Bernie Sanders intervened. They weren't going to come to blows anyway. This wasn't quite the caning of abolitionist Republican Senator Charles Sumner by 
pro-slavery Democrat, Senator Preston Brooks of South Carolina in 1856. But it was good to see a Republican show a little spine, show a little enthusiasm for his position. Now, if we can only get Mark Wayne as focused on election integrity efforts and on budgetary issues as he is on posts on X. For MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. The challenges our planet's animals are facing sometimes feel a bit heavy. The animals haven't eaten in a day, two days. They haven't drank anything. They're cold, they're dehydrated. But remember, there's good happening right now. At home. All right, we were able to get into your unit and we have all four of your cats. So, uh... <laughs> okay. And around the world for any animal, any disaster. Search ifa.org forward slash disaster ready. Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks. Uh, welcome back. Uh, Steve Malsberg with you. Follow me on Twitter at Steve M. Talk. Um, on Facebook, same thing. Send me a send me an email. It's um, Steve Malsberg at tntradio.live. I believe it still is, right? tntradio.live. Steve Malsberg at tntradio.live. Um, I will most likely answer you. Um, as long as you're civil and so far, everybody's been civil. I'm happy to say, all right, let's uh, continue here. Here we have, um, from Monday's another person who's been noticeably absent recently, Karine Jean-Pierre, the self-proclaimed historic figure, the first black lesbian to hold the position of white house press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, in my view, really a radical leftist who tries her best not to act like one, but you could see right through it. If you remember her from her days on panels at CNN, MSNBC, you know who she is, you know what she stands for, and she could try to pretty it up. And she doesn't do a good job, by the way, of, of, of prettying up her views, not by a long shot. You could see right through. Um, so here's James Rosen of Fox. I'm sorry, Newsmax, formerly of Fox. Uh, Newsmax at the press briefing yesterday talking about the polls. Like sometimes Karine Jean-Pierre touts a poll um, when it's beneficial to Biden, not against Trump, but in other ways. And then other times they say, ah, polls, poll schmoles. So James Rosen wants to know, like, what's going on here? Here's cut number 20, uh, 222. I want to ask about polling. Uh, in February, the president conducted an interview with, I believe it was uh, Telemundo, uh, and he was asked about the dismal state of his job approval ratings. And he answered in words to this effect, do you know anyone that believes the polling these days? And he talked in some detail about the difficulty of getting people on the phone and com compiling accurate polling. Whenever you're asked about the president's dismal job approval ratings, uh, you say we're not going to look at polls, we, we look at his accomplishments. And yet, when you are asked about various domestic policy initiatives, you will say, these poll very well. People support what the president wants to do. If you look at the individual subjects on the polling, they support what the president's agenda is. So once and for all, are only certain polls valid in your eyes, the ones that support your agenda? Or is the polling data that shows that President Biden has been stuck for two years at the, the low 40s in his approval ratings, are those valid? Oh, you should know better than to ask Karine Jean-Pierre a question like that. So here she is 
doing her best Corinne Jean-Pierre impression. Uh, cut to 23. So here's the thing. Um, I think it's important to share that American people do approve of some of the president's initiative. I think it is important. I think it's important to, to for the American people uh, to hear that when it comes to Medicare and fighting uh, and fighting and, and, and being able to, uh, Medicare to be able to lower costs for the American people. I think it's important to share that. I think it's important to share that this that when it comes to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, the American people care about that and want us to fight about that, fight for it, so which is what the president. Are no, it's not. It's not that. It's not that. We are given, anytime I'm asked this question, given an opportunity to speak on what the, pre what the American people want to hear and what we are doing, right? And so there are moments, just like when you ask me about certain polls, that I can say, hey, you know what? That is something that the American people support. But in more broad terms, in general, we're not focused on every poll. We just are not. Okay. Um, James Rosen wasn't satisfied with that answer, nor should he be. So he followed up, and here is cut two, twenty-four. The polls that show that the electorate at large, and also uh, significant majorities within the Democratic Party, believe uh, that the president is too old. The polls that show the American people and also significant majorities within the Democratic Party don't want him to run again. And the polls that show his handling of the economy, foreign policy, all of these dismal polls, his job approval ratings, um, does the White House have any basis to challenge the accuracy of that polling? I never, we never challenge, I'm not challenging the accuracy here. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying to you is that, um, you know, we're not going to change the minds of Americans. I get that. Americans are going to feel how they feel and we're going to respect that. And I've said that many times from here, many times. I said that moments ago. What I can tell you is what our perspective is. We're not going to change the minds of Americans, and she respects that. The whole, the whole, the whole, the, the whole attempt at answering was just, just so bizarre. Again, it was a non-answer to a very legitimate question. At times, different times, depending on the circumstance, this White House, this president, you have said different things about polls in general, you know, or specific to the the poll being talked about. Either polls mean something or they don't mean something. It seems like it's only when it, it's good for you, it means something. And when it's not, it's like, ah, who cares? And she didn't really answer anything there. Now, I want to get back to the attack on Trump. This is on CNN. It's uh, Abby Phillips show, S.E. Cup. Um, Rhino Republican and Jay Mickelson, Rolling Stone writer, talking about a letter that uh, Trump's doctor put out talking about his exceptional health. A doctor named Bruce uh, Aaronwald from New Jersey. Here is cut 230. Exceptional. Excellent. Uh, but also some great trolling on the part of the Trump campaign. I mean, no coincidence. Joe Biden's birthday. Um, to be clear, he released no medical records. OK, there was propaganda. He Never released does, really. propaganda. Yeah. Right. We've seen no lab results. We've seen nothing other than whatever he told this doctor to say. I also heard that Kim Jong Un hit 11 holes in one. <laughs> he says that. So we should believe it. Right. I mean, it has that kind of it rhymes. To me, with this that. Like, encapsulates this whole election. So like on the one hand, 
Joe Biden, a little bit old. On the other hand, Donald Trump, a lying liar who makes up his own doctor's reports and who right. would basically say, that, like, the cat ate my homework if that would get also him an A. Also old. We should and also old. I mean, they're right. just not that far apart in age. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, it's just like, to me, the frustration of this whole election is like, yeah, I get it. Biden's a little bit old. But this guy is like an authoritarian who lies about everything. And if you think, you know, he's not a con man, you're the mark. They're really close in age. First of all, 77 and, and change and 81, it's not too far, but it's, it's, it's significant. It's more significant when the guy who's 81, and again, I say this all the time, God bless him, it's not his fault. But when the guy who's 81 is mentally and physically in worse shape than some people who are 88, you know, he's not doing that great mentally or physically. Trump, on the other hand, you look at him, you don't think he's 77. You listen to him, you don't think he's 77. I'm sorry. But to, to say they're almost the same age and, and, and Trump is you know squeezing into a girdle and he's lying about his uh, health and blah, blah, blah. Just enough. Enough. If it's possible, it demeans you morons. It really does. The people who say this and spew this and and Trump, oh, Trump keeps saying he's running against Barack Obama. Oh, he's lost it. He's no, Joe Biden has lost it. Joe Biden has lost it. Trump has not lost it. Just and it's obvious. It's obvious. Now, I want to squeeze one more in before we have to go. We taught I asked the question about uh, Tucker Carlson. Because there's all kinds of talk. Trump himself initiated the talk about a week ago when he said he might he's considering Tucker Carlson as his number two on the ticket, vice president. So I asked Dick Morris about it, and he says he's been advising Trump, don't do it. I agree with that. Uh, but here is Maggie Haberman of The New York Times, cut 232. There's been flo the name floated, uh, my old boss, Tucker Carlson, as vice president. Is that a, a real thing that you're hearing as a possibility, or is that... You know, floated by maybe people around Tucker. It, no, it's a it's a real thing that I am hearing as a possibility. Um, you know, the likelihood of it, I don't know. I, I think there will be a, a pretty professionalized um, vetting process. Honestly, I know that that might sound not believable um, based on what we've seen from Trump historically. But Trump's current political team is is the the, the best, at least as a non incumbent that he's had. Uh, and there's just a different level of control. I mean, these are these are people who uh, have been involved in in efforts that that give them a base of knowledge. This is not 2016 again. Um, but I don't think the Tucker thing is not real. Uh, I think that what the ultimate. Okay. So anyway, that was on a podcast uh, called the Dispatch Podcast. I don't think it's going to happen. I'd be shocked. And I don't like Carrie Lake, Dick Morris's other. Uh, one of his two suggestions that he says he's been telling Trump, I don't think Carrie Lake would be good uh, at all, to be honest with you. Sorry to say that she's been on this show. Okay, um, uh, Jason Olborn is next. Uh, tomorrow, God willing, we'll do it again right here, same time, same place. Steve Malsberg on TNT Radio Vision.